the stuff we're in right now, like I'm primed for it. Yeah. I've already gone through <laughs> Meyer, and it's like, you were saying earlier, like I'm built for this. Like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Ryan Foster. Ryan is a man of faith, family man, veteran, and a patriot. He's the owner of I Am Insurance, president and the president and co-founder of The Revel. The Revel? Reveille. Reveille. Of course, that makes sense. I don't know why that didn't occur to me. The Reveille Project. Relationship-driven and passionate to be a leader in in his community. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, Who introduced us? Uh, Steven. Was it Steven Crawford? Crawford, yeah. Yeah. He's another Marine. He's kind of a couple Marines now. Yeah, I've had a ton of Marines, actually. Do you know Tammy McVeigh? Uh, No. Did I introduce you to Tammy McVeigh? I might owe you an intro. Uh, now I'm forgetting. You introduced me to someone and we connected was, for sure. But. It was probably um, Derek Porter. Yes. Yep. Yeah, where, I can't remember where they came from. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of Marines lately. I don't know. You guys, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, so, Ryan, tell us, what was your first job? Uh, first job. I worked at the Crystal Rose over by Southwest Plaza. <laughs> I was a dishwasher and I horribly awesome. sucked at being a waiter. So awesome. I actually, I think I started as a waiter, failed at that. And then I was a dishwasher. I forgot there was a Crystal Rose in Southwest Plaza. Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. There were like five of my buddies that we all worked there. That's too funny. Where did you go to high school? Uh, Columbine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I was like, I knew, I knew you were native, um, which there's not a whole lot of us anymore. Nope. I was actually laughing at somebody the other day. They're like, I need to get a Colorado number. And I'm like, why? (laughs) They're like, so people know, you know, so people answer the phone. I'm like 99% of the people that I'm like really close to in my network don't have a Colorado number. Yeah. It used to be weird. Like you would, someone would give you another, like, oh, you're from out of, you're not in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Now it's, I don't even think about it. It's totally normal. Yep. So give us a quick synopsis of your background from Crystal Rose to <laughs> insurance. Okay. Um, uh, grew up, you know, in the, the Littleton area, mm-hmm. played sports, played soccer and stuff. Um, went on to play at Oregon State for a couple of years. And then shortly after 9-11 happened, joined the Marine Corps, um, was stationed out in Camp Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, did two tours over in Iraq Yikes. and then came back and um, started doing insurance with my dad. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. So he, he, he got into the business out of when he got out of Vietnam, his dad passed away when he was 21 and mm-hmm. bought the agency then. So he's been doing it for like 45 years um, or more. And then um, originally it was going to be a firefighter when I got out. It was in 07. So the economy mm-hmm. sucked. I was going to actually move to Austin, Texas, and they didn't hire for like two years. So naturally, I just started working with my dad and uh, doing benefits. So my dad's a PNC guy. Mm-hmm. We started doing uh, benefits for a lot of the, the groups that we insure. That's awesome. 
So just explain for our listeners what PNC is. Uh, the property and casualty. So yeah. kind of all the general liability, workers comp, do home auto, all those type of things. So what are some of the biggest insurance needs you guys um, help fulfill for businesses? Mm. Right now, I mean, obviously with everything going on is trying to put them in the right place and mm -hmm. save, save them money where they're at. And that's always been the goal. Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of even more, I think we have a, a chance now to really do some good work mm -hmm. for our clients um, with some of the products that are out there and um, some secondary type insurances that you can put in place. Mm -hmm. And so really we we're brokers, we shop the market, um, work with uh, a large uh, general agency that provides us with plenty of data, plenty of products, information to kind of keep everyone up to date and keep them in the right place. And so, and for me, it's really about the relationships I build with my clients. Yeah. It's, it's interesting in this, you know, so the time of the recording where we're like, what, four or five weeks, three, four, <laughs> no, into, you know, stay at home isolation yeah. period over COVID-19, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, one thing we're suggesting people do is go talk to your insurance person. Is there yeah. something that needs to happen with your policies, um, either to save you money or get you better, you know, better coverage or, you know, what needs to happen with this stuff? Because uh, now is really the time to reevaluate everything. Oh, for sure. Just take a look at everything. And especially those businesses that can't be producing income, mm -hmm. you got to find ways to cost contain and, you know, try to do the best for your employees. Obviously, you know, you're working on a bunch of the cares act stuff and things like that. And for us, it's cost containing in their products. Like, can we move you to a leaner plan? Can we, you know, shop the market again or, mm -hmm. you know, and luckily we could do all of it digitally too. So if we do need to make a move, um, we have the ability to do that without having to, you know, see or touch anyone. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the goal right now. I'm seeing yeah. you touching. Um, yeah. We, uh, what was I going to say, you know, and then it's interesting in this, like as people are shifting their businesses, mm -hmm. um, like I know a restaurant who got a food truck mm. and I was like, Oh, sales tax. <laughs> yeah. Right. My first thought is, Oh Lord, sales tax, but also insurance, right? They have different yeah. insurance needs oh. now. Yep. Um, yeah. We were dealing with uh, one of the, our cannabis companies that we deal with and they were, they're mainly stores mm -hmm. and they shifted to delivery. And so I'll, they were calling my dad asking about, okay, now if we have delivery, you know, vehicles and all that mm -hmm. stuff, what other extra insurance comes into play? And so you're hundred percent right. Like, you know, the, to shift fast, you got to be covering all the things too, that yeah, you know, making that move. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially when businesses are trying to shift, they're not thinking always about, you know, what do we need to do to talk to our insurance person? What do we need to do to talk to our accountant about this stuff or whatever? But yeah, I was, I watched that. It's just a friend that from high school, um, their business. And I was like, Oh, you got a food truck. That's awesome. And then I was like, Oh God, sales tax. Cause Colorado sales tax is nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Um, and I'm just like, I hope you thought about that. But also, I don't know. I keep thinking I need to go check with the department of revenue and be like, what are we doing with sales tax for all these people that are now doing delivery? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, are we going to give them some kind of, you know, vacation or something on this? Because I kind of feel like we should probably should. Yeah. Um, that quick. <laughs> yeah. Cause you could, I mean, you could be out of compliance, yeah. you know, on your first delivery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is some interesting shifting um, or even like the vet clinics that are like doing curbside drop off or pickup mm -hmm. that could change their risk. Right. Yeah. Taking the animals out of vehicles and, yeah, handling and 
stuff where usually, you know, you're bringing them into the place. So mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, there's definitely exposures and things that, you know, someone should look at. Hmm. at Interesting. Point, so. yeah, yeah. That's, I was just something that I was thinking of. So the, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see businesses make um, when it comes to their insurance and risk management? Mm, I mean, especially right now is not, you know, I even using a military term complacency kills. Yeah. Um, just not doing anything right now. I mean, there's multiple, multiple ways for you to, you know, keep your business going, um, ways to cost contain. And I think if you're just going to sit there and try to ride it out, you're already probably getting behind. Um, so talking to people like yourself, talking to any of your insurance agents, mm-hmm. um, talking to your banker, mm-hmm. all those type of things should be going on right now to even just prep for what could come because we Mm -hmm. really don't know right now no we don't know the end game is yeah it's interesting and you and I were talking about this before we started rolling but you know it's interesting to watch the businesses that that are just sitting back and not shifting in any way or doing anything um and you know my fear for them is they're not seizing this opportunity you know they're not seizing an opportunity to change their business fundamentally yeah um, I mean, even just working on processes, I say this all the time, you could just at least be working on processes while it's quiet, you yeah. know, so that oh, on the back end, you know, you're running more lean than me. Yeah. Well, and especially with the time you have mm-hmm. time, like for most of the people, if, if you're, you know, you're non-essential and you are, no one's working, then mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you're an accountant or a banker. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. not been busier. I have no. Yeah. Same with me. I've not been busier. Um, and a lot of it is just trying to figure out which way is up <laughs> on all of this. Like, I want to help you. I just don't know which way is up. Exactly. And I, I think that's, I don't think like for me, I've been like saying this, I think on a couple of my posts and things, mm-hmm. like I, I don't think I've ever been so built for a time than this. Like mm-hmm. things, a couple of products that came in like leading up like a couple months ago that fell into my lap. Um, just some of the processes we can do. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm, so set right now to figure out hey here's at least on the group health Mm -hmm. side here's Mm -hmm. ways i can save you and we can get you in the right place you know to ride this out that's awesome in some cases it's probably even better better their product that's really awesome yeah yeah it's really interesting how we have to be kind of scrappy yeah in this time um but also it's bringing out like like you said i'm built for this and i am too i'm just like ooh, opportunity i see changes and things and let's let's go do this. And people are like, some people are like, yeah, let's move out. Like, no, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. And I, I think in two, I, I'm, I feel like you're probably on the same level as like not even having to be scrappy. Like if someone wants to come to me and just ask me, mm-hmm. you know, pick my brain, mm-hmm. I'll give them my time. And if they have a relationship already with another broker, like mm-hmm. I, I can't leave them, mm-hmm. but I'm more than willing to be like, I hope your broker's showing you this or doing this for you. Yeah. And if not, maybe go ask them because if you're not willing to leave or whatever, mm-hmm. I can help you out. You know, I think, just want to do good. Like I think we were raised, you know, by my dad and mm-hmm. all that, that to really value small business. And like, it's a huge driver of this country. Yeah. And you know, it's hard for, I guess me, like growing up the way my dad's brought us up and yeah. seeing yeah. these businesses starting to struggle a bit. And yeah. It's, just want it's to help. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. I've always worked in small business and I've always loved small business, except for that one year I didn't, which I absolutely hated because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Um, I love small business. I am small business. We work with small business. Um, you know, and that was, the, that is the hardest. And that's the hardest part for me is yeah. 
you know, I have a huge heart for small business. And so, and that's why I created, so we created a Facebook group because where I could actually like do Q and A's and stuff so that people could get good answers on some of this stuff, or at least I can say, this is what we understand now, or this is what I'm understanding needs to happen here. Um, you know, so at least people can get better information than, you know, Joe Schmo down the street who thinks they understand how the economic impact payments are going to work. Yeah. You know, um, but it's ever evolving. So <laughs> That's the, yeah, it, we, this, you know, we were talking about this, the state yeah. we're in right now. It is, I mean, even on my, my side, carriers are, have been changing almost by week, kind of what they're offering, what, you know, whether it's a special enrollment period or dropping to like leaner plans or stuff like that, it's all been kind of changing. You know, one of the things I would have liked to see, and you know, if people need healthcare, I wish some of the carriers too would, they're, they open up these special enrollment periods mm-hmm. for businesses to hire any of the employees that want it, that mm-hmm. maybe missed out on open enrollment. But I, my thought behind that is like, you're asking an employer now to pay more mm-hmm. by opening up a special enrollment. I think they should have done something where even if the employee will pay the cost, they can get on mm-hmm. to at least get covered. Um, yeah, it's interesting um, to watch so many people lose their health insurance benefits because they lost their jobs and how that's going to be a huge burden on our healthcare system. Yeah. Um, I was reading somewhere, oh, my friend's an ER nurse and she was like, they're not giving us hazard, hazard pay. Yeah. She's like, and if we get sick, we have to take our PTO. Yeah. I was like, my wife and I, because you know my wife's a nurse too. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so we were chatting about that because, like, obviously, when I went overseas, we had combat pay and all mm-hmm. that. Man, this is feeling very similar. Yeah, you know, we would you know do something for you guys because I know a lot of those guys and gals are working their butts off and you yeah. know getting sick. Some of them are dying. It's scary. It's scary. Um, so, what are some of the key pieces every business, um, every what is this? What did I even write here? Oh, what are some of the key insurance pieces every business should have? Um, I mean, mainly sticking in my expertise of yeah, absolutely. the group, group health stuff and, and all that. I mean, always, I think a good broker will always be assessing the market every single year mm-hmm. for a client. Like that's where I think I win a lot of times is like some people hadn't seen their broker for a couple of years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of neglected them maybe because they were smaller or just got too busy. I don't know what. But, um, you know, always assessing the market, making sure you got the right product in place, um, asking if there's new products that can, you know, lower your premium or something like that. Like there's uh, uh, like self-funded or partially self-funded level funded products. They actually assess the health of the group Mm -hmm. and then rates are determined off of that, Mm -hmm. which you can crush rates uh, compared to the fully insured market. Um, You know, like a... I did like five auto parts stores up north here in Denver and moved them from Anthem to Aetna and saved them 60 grand for the year. So they probably have what, a younger, did they have a younger? Actually didn't, it was just the health. There's no chronic, chronic illnesses and stuff will kind of kill that product. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're a healthy group, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason you shouldn't be seeing it. It usually works best for like 10 plus employees, Mm -hmm. but um, every business owner, HR person, whoever's handling the benefits side should be at least seeing if they're a fit for it. And if mm-hmm. not, then, you know, they need to be checking it out. That's really cool. So, 
So, um, yeah, let's talk about, you know, in the light of the current crisis, you know, what shifts are you seeing? What shifts are you seeing in business? Which ones are you seeing, you know, and what people need? Yeah. And I think just starting to see that I've started having the, cause all the carriers, like I said, are allowing you to maybe drop down to leaner plans. So Mm -hmm. raising deductibles and out of pocket maxes, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to see some of my clients say, Hey, can you give us some options? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where they're maybe foreseeing like, you know, if we don't have some income coming in, we need to start, you know, cutting costs somewhere. And that's one of the ways we can do it. So I'm seeing that start to happen. Um, and then, you know, for most of the part, most of my clients are hanging tough right now. Like, you know, we're really feeling like about a month into things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think most of them are sustaining and, you know, I've done a lot of promoting of like, you need to get on the cares act stuff talk to your bankers, start figuring out your loans. I mean, these are things that are going to pay for your payroll, pay for your health insurance costs, your regular insurance costs. There's a lot of different things that those loans can cover Mm -hmm. to help hopefully float us through, Mm -hmm. you know, why we're being, um, staying at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shift to work from home has been really interesting. Yeah. Of course I kind of always either here or at, you know, we have a couple offices up in the tech center, but yeah. I'm at home a lot. I'm always here. <laughs> like right here. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I mean, I think like you and I said, where it's just, I've been sitting here for like eight hours a day or more yeah, it's like, been... where I usually go out and meet some clients or do mm-hmm. something. It's just yeah. sitting here. Getting stuff out. Yeah. I did a panel at 7 PM last night and I was like, I am done with today. <laughs> Funny part though is my daughter like was, she took a shower downstairs and she like walked by in her towel. <laughs> She's nine. And the, um, the facilitator was like, well, we're alive. And I was like, we are alive. <laughs> and I was like, Please go. That's, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, we both have kids and stuff. So mm-hmm. like I've been on conference calls and things and you hear kids in the background and I, I kind of enjoy it. Like, yeah, you know, I don't care. Your life going on and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny, but, um, I am though the type too that tries to respect my, end user so mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll be like hey everyone be quiet <laughs> yeah the family i mean they're generally pretty good but it was seven o'clock at night and they were just like it's past you know they they were good all day i had other meetings they were she was amazing but anytime she sees the camera on and she yeah. can see that i'm on she's like can i say hi to everybody and she had been so good all day and then she just she had had enough and i totally get like she was just like, I'm tired, but also mom's on the camera and I've been so good all day, <laughs> you know, they're generally pretty good, but then it's just like, this is life, right? Yeah. Um, especially when we work from home and especially when you schedule a panel at 7 PM at night, Yeah. the people are going to be home. Yeah. Um, my husband's like, we need to get you doors or something. I'm like, what you doing right now? He's actually works from home too, right now too. So, um, but I was like, we got stuff, you know, you could start making my doors for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um tell us about the Revely project yeah so the Revely project is a nonprofit. um i co-founded it with a couple other buddies Mm -hmm. just kind of getting into my transition out of the marine corps kind of made a mess of my life for probably Mm -hmm. about five years yeah it's hard Um, just a lot of drinking and poor decisions and just not i mean i went from being an infantry dude to selling insurance i mean it's a huge difference. Yeah, made, yeah. And so, um, you know, being an athlete my whole life and doing that kind of knew I needed to get back to my fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so, um, dropped into a CrossFit gym, 
and started working out again. Kind of fell in love with the CrossFit. I drank the Kool-Aid and all that. <laughs> um, it really is, though, out of all the things, like, I've done, like, every single type of sport. It was mm-hmm. the one thing that, like, had so many different aspects. To, like, really master it, you got to be training daily. Yeah, and there's a whole community around it, too. Yeah, and that's why we started it. Um, my gym that I went to, um, the people there were amazing, whether you were like a training athlete or you're just, you know, the mom or dad, mm-hmm. you know, trying to just hang out and have fun. And I think that's where I was like, this is perfect for bets because, you know, the 24 hour fitness and stuff like that, it just, it just doesn't build its community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it was just a, the type of team environment that I really liked. So we kind of built the program off of that. So it was, awesome. It's kind of use fitness, nutrition, community, and there was an optional faith piece to it. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of just that holistic approach to helping veterans transition out of the military. So what have you guys been doing with Reveille now that it, you guys are closed, right? Yeah. Um, so we had, we're kind of going through a transition period too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough. I mean, doing a full-time, running a full-time insurance agency and then doing that, trying to basically almost full time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was draining like the family time, I you know, it's like, well, one, you're not like making anything doing this. <laughs> like, why are you doing it? And, um, so it, we're trying to transition to figure out if we're going to become, you know, maybe kind of a fundraising arm mm-hmm. for a couple other nonprofits, um, to help support and do the same mission mm-hmm. that we do, but they're already doing it on another level. So, it, it could go that way. So we're kind of in a transition period. So yeah. it's, it kind of worked out. Like, yeah, it's not this, the time the stay at home stuff hasn't really killed us. It's kind of making me just think about where, where do I want to take it and mm-hmm. where do we want to take it? Yeah. It's interesting. The pause people are taking almost too. like, if you can take a pause right now and look at your business, mm-hmm. you know, or your nonprofit and be like, where do I really want to go with this? What's my goal yeah. and my purpose here? Yeah. So what were some of the biggest challenges in creating a nonprofit? Those are tough. Yeah. I, I'd say everything at in the beginning, it was, uh, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about nonprofit, nor did anyone starting it. So we kind of leaned into the CrossFit community. There was a couple other nonprofits um, that kind of mentored us mm-hmm. and that were doing it on a decent scale, you know, raising, I think both of them were kind of raising over, you know, several million a year. So that's pretty good for a nonprofit. That's and, really good. Um, so we leaned into them and just kind of got things rolling. I mean, I feel like anything we do these days, like if you're not putting your heart and soul into it, it's not going to be a thriving business. It's just either decide you take that decision, like, Hey, we're just going to help, you know, a few where we can, mm-hmm. or if you're going to make it your decision, then you got to put it all in. Um, and unfortunately, I, you know, having a family, mortgage, bills, all that stuff, it's, you know, it's, I couldn't really make the decision to sell everything and do that. So. Good. Um, so what have, what has been some of the greatest successes though with Reveille? Yeah. We've had, you know, just a lot of great testimonies from vets, um, whether they're losing weight, stopping smoking, mm-hmm. eating better actually getting integrated into the community, you know, like ones that didn't want to go outside much or Mm -hmm. things like that. We, we see them wanting to show up constantly at the gym and look forward to it. And so so those, yeah. And those are the things I I know, you know, my two tours, we lost almost 30 guys in our battalion. 
and Sorry. lost several over the past few years as well just them oh, yeah. taking their lives and stuff and um yeah I just I think for me like I went through kind of this dark period and I, mm -hmm. I want other guys and gals to know that it, you don't have to stay stuck in that yeah and it's um, normal but there's a way out yeah yeah and that, I mean we're we're granted I mean I feel blessed the things that I went through over there mm -hmm. and, uh, you know and and it really gave me an opportunity to grow my character mm -hmm. and give people you know another story like this stuff we're in right now like I'm primed for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've already gone through mire. And it's like you were saying earlier, like, I'm built for this. Like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. And it's but then what we were talking about, I was mm -hmm. you know, talking about finding joy in the trials. And mm -hmm. that's really where it comes. Like you can flip things on their head. Like you don't have to have, you know, anxiety and fear and mm -hmm. those things run in your life. Yeah. Um, you can really take control by finding the joy in it. And which yeah. is really weird to say and like at the time, but I think that's where, you know, we really start to thrive in life. Because yeah. I mean, I, you know, we were kind of, we were talking about this before we started rolling, but like this whole situation has just, um, it's shown me where resilience is, but also like, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find that I do better when at, like I'll have moments where I'm not okay, but if I'm, you know, roll, rolling up my sleeves and looking at opportunities and helping people and doing quality and, you know, running Facebook lives and doing all these things. I feel like I'm actually contributing to people, hopefully being better on the back end. Yeah. And that's all we can do. Yeah. Right. And I can do podcasts with people who know other aspects about how to, you know, do this stuff and you know, what's helpful right now. You know, there's, there's things we can do in a way that just, you know, at least maybe people are encouraged in some way where they have, a next step, right? They can go look at their insurance stuff. They can go call their person and be like, what can you do? Yeah. Here's where we are. Here's where we think we might be. Here's how we've changed our business in the last four weeks, yeah. which rapid change right now. You know, I got people working from home or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's all changes their risk, their risk profile. It all needs to be addressed. Um, but they can do something. Yeah. You nailed it there. I mean, having, I think all of us, then that's like a big thing that I wanted even people to get out of Revly and just mm -hmm. me as a person is mm -hmm. leading with a servant heart. Yeah. You know, like I always try to help my neighbors out. I try to help my family out. Like mm -hmm. those are the ways that like fill my cup. And mm -hmm. I found that always, you know, picking yourself like, oh, like, whoa, me and mm -hmm. all these things. It's, it's not going to lead down a road that you want to go down. And no. I think doing the best that you can, if you can reach out to your neighbor right now or, mm -hmm you know, employees or whoever it is, family, like it's a great time to teach your kids things about like how grateful we are to just live in this country and be mm -hmm. operating the way we are. Like I Yeah, I mean we're working on, you know, just things being different. Like yeah. I had to run to Target this last week and my daughter's like, I wanna go. I'm like, you cannot come with me. Yeah. Like literally I'm going in and out. Like this is not a target trip. This is an in and out. Yeah. You know? And she's like, but I want to go. I'm like, you cannot come with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is a different time. And so we're working on our ability to, you know, yeah. be flexible yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Um, but then I just, you know, I've, I have a coach and I was just like, what can you do? Yeah. You know? And then he was like, you know what you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start the Facebook group just because that's how I can help people. You know, yeah. like, what do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. You know, if there's something we can do, or if, you know, there's other people in there, it's not really taken off yet, but I'm doing weekly lives in there and, We'll see you yeah. know, what people need or what questions can be answered and 
And then we can also bring all of our experts in, you know, give you guys also a place to answer questions and things like that. So it's just been, it's just nice to also be like, I'm not okay. You know, I posted in there that, you know, my daughter climbed into my lap on Saturday and I just start crying because I was like, apparently I needed that, (laughs) you know, because it's just a lot of pressure right now. It Um, is. is. On all of us. Um, And it's okay. It's okay to be okay. Not okay sometimes. But I think if we acknowledge we're not okay, then we can figure out what's next. All right. So before I ask my last question, uh, what is the easiest way for people to find you? Uh, they can go to, for insurance stuff, it's at www.iaminsurance.com. Mm-hmm. And then for the Revly project, it's www.therevely, and it's R-E-V-E-I-L-L-E, project.org. I'm singing the Revely song in my head right now. Yeah. Um, That's, uh, it came from that. My dad used to wake me up that way. He was like, oh, really? Vietnam vet, and he'd come in, do, 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 do. Uh, flicker in the lights and you know that was every morning almost wow and then you're like you're not traumatized by that because I probably would be a little traumatized I love it (laughs) that's hilarious um so what would your one big piece of advice be for um a business owner when it comes to risk management or insurance um I would I mean definitely be calling your brokers that's Mm -hmm. the Whoever it is, if you need, if you feel like you need a second opinion, reach out to, but I mean, there are so many options right now for you to start saving money. Yeah. And a big part of it is in the group health market. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the carriers are being lenient on certain things. There's ways to make moves without even changing your plan, like changing carriers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And if not, you know, a lot of us have digital ways of, you know, implementing a new, new carrier new products without, you know, having to see or touch anyone. I think, you know, what I find in the insurance space for a lot of businesses is they just don't know what the, all the options are or what they need. Yep. Yep. You know, Oh, I need life insurance. Yep. Uh, you have well, a buy sell agreement that requires it. Do you see that yeah. right here? Yeah. Life insurance required. <laughs> you need to go talk to the people. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, I think just reaching out, like we, we, we said earlier, you know, complacency kills. Yep. We sit around just waiting for it to pass. There's so many options. People like yourself that they should be calling, mm-hmm. their anchors, mm-hmm. everyone that has a facet of their business, probably mm-hmm. you should reach out and say, hey, what, have you, what are you hearing? What, what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. And compile what works best for your business because, um, you know, we were talking earlier how stuff is changing for you daily. I know the you're advising on some of the SBA stuff and things like that, those yeah. loans. I mean, it seems like one day they went in and people went in and applied and then we're told something different the next yeah. day. I mean, it's, and, yeah. Uh, and, when, and then we have new, new final interim, yeah. new final interim guidance. Yeah. 5.6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, and I've said this before, but anytime we ask a sluggish government agency to actually implement, implement something on top of the fact that they're all working from home yeah you know we have to i think we also have to remember and keep telling people this we're dealing with people yeah we're dealing with people who have to figure out what the heck congress wanted you know yeah. and create and guidance big, around it and you know and and the other thing on top of that by yes being active but mm-hmm. also be patient yeah it's weird to say it like that way but like being patient is a form of action mm-hmm. and you know there's 
we have never gone through a time like this and yeah. it's you know you gotta take a moment and like before you you know get frustrated go either you know at coworkers or go at your family or whatever take a minute to <laughs> you know you got it's it is that's why it's it's built in us if you you take that one second to kind of think before mm-hmm. you start speaking you know slow to speak slow to anger yeah those type of things I mean, we'll get through this. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're taking those steps to do everything you can, your only option is to sit back and wait for, you know, your expert on the other end to fix it or to help you with it. Um, You know, like I keep, I'm sitting out with weekly emails to my clients. Okay, here's what we know. But also thanks for your patience because we have to keep shuffling stuff. Yeah. You know, because then this is on fire or, you know, this client needs this or, you know, my whole like process of the first in first out is not working for me. You know, because we have to, we have to be flexible too. Um, you know, and if you have just a 1040 and nothing, no SBA loans to deal with, or, you know, everything's fine, yeah. you're going to sit on the back burner for right now, yeah. you know, and I don't like to do that, but we don't have much choice. You know, we have to take care of our clients in the way that they need to be taken care of. Um, and we don't know what that looks like a lot of the time, but we're just doing our best. <laughs> And that is, but it's almost a day-to-day or week-to-week thing. I mean, yeah. things are changing. Just stay on the offense. Yeah, we're trying to. Yep. I'm actually a really bad, better defender, so <laughs> I always play defense. So, yeah. all right. You know, maybe yeah. that's just why I'm built for fires. So I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. No, thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.